0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, we are off and running on this Monday, October 19th. Good morning. Welcome in. October 19th, a date where we now know it will be the Dodgers and the Rays battling this year for the World Series. Where we know the New York Giants finally have a victory, and where we know, without a shadow of a doubt, that the New York Jets are the most pathetic team we have seen in a very long time. Yes, welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. First off, a warning. Do not blink, because if you blink, this show will be over. Right now there are people driving into their cars blinking as hard as No, because there is so much to do on this Monday, we cannot waste a single second. Now, if you want to get involved, the number you know is 1-800-919-ESPN. That is the only time I will mention the phone number today. And I can't promise any calls today because we have too much to get to. We have a giant win. When's the next time we might ever be able to say that? We have to get to everything with the Jets. We have to get everything with the baseball, everything from week six. Now, I am on Twitter and on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, and that is important today. It's important every day, but it's really important today because today is the day you've been waiting for. Today is the start of the Gordon Damer Show Regal Tumble. We've been teasing it for a while. We have given you the opportunity to have your say And the Gordon Damer show, Regal Tumble, in case you just, you don't know, you're under a rock, whatever. The battle to crown the greatest TV show of all time. The ESPN, the 98.7 Illuminati have had their say. The secret selection committee behind the scenes. But you, the listeners, have had your say. So now the battle begins. And the nominees have been finalized. We have the order. I have a very secret order that I am keeping with me. Each day we will unveil, much like the Royal Rumble in the WWE, we will unveil a new participant. Today, the first four in the ring. The first four to the battle. So we will do that as we move along. And that will be the poll question today. Lowest vote getter gets the boot. And then tomorrow a fresh show will be uh, thrown into the mix. And I will say this just as a little bit of a tease, because I'm the only one who knows the four shows for today, I would say at least two of the entrants, not all these shows are my cup of tea. You've nominated them. Secret people at the station have nominated them. But I would say at least two nominees today, two entrants today, have a chance. You could make a compelling case that they could win the whole thing. How's that for a tease? All right. So lots of stuff to do. But yesterday, as I said, huge sports day. Yesterday, The Giants, the New York football Giants, did something they had not done in a span of just over 300 days, 301 days since they had won a football game. Yesterday was week six in the NFL. I mean, how many interesting, exciting games to discuss, interesting play calls to discuss. That alone would be too much to fit into this show, if that was all we had to do. And as I said, you have the Dodgers beating the Braves to advance the World Series, winning games five and six and seven. Amazing. You had over the weekend, Tiafimo Lopez, his performance uh, against uh, in, that, in the boxing match on ESPN Saturday. Incredible. Doing what many didn't think was possible. But I'm sorry. I feel strongly that you should lead any show like this off. With what you feel most strongly about. And I don't know how anyone. With a pair of eyes. Even if you only had one eye. Could possibly do a show like this. After what I witnessed. What you witnessed over the weekend. And not lead their show off. With the New York Jets. I said it a few weeks ago. To describe just how horrible the Jets are. Numbers. Do not do them justice. To say that the Jets. Are the last winless team left in the NFL, does not do it justice. To say that the Jets are 0-6 does not paint the proper word picture. They are so much worse than that. And the phrase that I came up with it to describe it was the 2020 Jets. You have to see it to believe it. Because if I described it to you, you'd say, Gordon, you're just piling on. You're just you're being ridiculous. You're just being overly dramatic. And at this point, it's all been said. It's all been said before. And at some point, it's just beating a dead horse. And there's a school of thought that at some point, it's just piling on, right? You're not adding anything new to the mix. You're just torturing a fan base that's been tortured enough. Pe- there will be people that say, Gordon, how, how, why would you even lead off a show with the Jets? At this point, they're not even worth mentioning. Focus on something else. Focus on something good. Well, they, those people have a point. But luckily, I don't listen to those people. So let's start off with this. Let's start off with this. Because after you lose 24-0 to a Dolphin team that's not really that good. They didn't even play that well yesterday. And the Jets won the time of possession. They won the turnover battle. And they lost by 24 points, 24-0 in a game again that was not even that close. I'm sure that people today, hosts, former players, callers, guests, everyone today on this station will say this is rock bottom for the New York Jets. right? 0-6, last winless team. I will tell you right now, that is not true. This is not rock bottom for the Jets. This is only rock bottom until next week. This is rock bottom for October 19th. That's true. But it is not true that this is rock bottom. Because if anything has been proven by the 2020 New York Jets, it's that the next time that they play, they'll do something worse. That has been a running theme from week one to week six to week sixteen. That's how bad they are. They lost the game yesterday 24-0. Again, that was not even that close. They had 263 total yards for the game, and they had the ball more often than Miami did. They were 2 of 17 on third downs. Of course, in fairness, they also sucked on first and second downs too. They had a play where it was third and four, and the quarterback— Lost 28 yards on one play. Now, I'm not going to pick through the entire game. I did have to laugh yesterday. I I turned on the SNY postgame show. And if you could have just turned it on for a few minutes, you didn't even need sound. You just had to look at Bart Scott's face when you flipped it on, especially after Adam Gay spoke. And Bart's face was like, dude, are you serious? Why are you doing this to yourself, watching this? Why are you picking through the bones like this? What more needs to be said? Nothing needed to be said. And at this point, it's abundantly clear that the Jets need to fire the Adam Gase. Not even Christopher Johnson could be... Po- there is no one on the planet. They could discover uh, native tribes that have never had any contact with the uh, modern world. And even they, upon meeting man, the modern man, for the first time, would say, Adam Gase is still employed? Even they would not be so clueless to not know that this coach has to go. Even on bad teams, generally, there's some highs and lows. This team has nothing. They've played you six games where nothing has given you any hope. If you can't score a point... Against the Dolphins, who, again, are okay. You know, they're 500, but you can't even score a point. I'm sorry, you're not winning a game this year. Again, I went into yesterday thinking, you know what, maybe the Jets will have a chance. If they can, you know, maybe win the turnover battle, control the ball maybe a little bit. Maybe they'd have a fighting shot, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick going to throw some interceptions eventually. They didn't score a point. Yesterday was the fifth time in six games where the opponent scored more points in the first half than the Jets did the entire game. And yesterday, Dolphins scored more points in the first quarter than the Jets did the entire game. Adam Gase is clearly the worst. The team is never prepared. It's like the games pop up as a surprise to them. Like they didn't even know that they were scheduled to happen. Now I said, certainly after the Bengals' lost last year, maybe I might have said it before then, But especially after the Bengals lost last year, he had to go. And people, places, you know, Jet fans, people at the station, nah, you can't do that. You can't fire the coach into his first season. This is the exception. Adam Gase absolutely needs to go. But let me be clear, and I'm not a Jet fan. I am a Jet despiser. I'm a Dolphin fan, right? It's just by the mere nature. There is absolutely no way the Jets should fire Adam Gase. None. Zero. He comes to work every day. He coaches every single game. I do not fire him. They do not fire him until they have secured the first overall pick. Under no set of circumstances does Adam Gase get. This is the only thing the Jets can do right from this point forward. This season is lost. You're an embarrassment. You reach new low every single week. You're unprepared. You're undisciplined. I mean, think about this week. The head coach and the offensive coordinator actually said out loud, play calling is not an issue. And then they proceeded to get Frank Gore as involved as possible. They had an illegal motion on the quarterback. The only good thing is that you're the worst. You must get the number one pick. And you know, history is littered with cases of discoveries that are made by accident. Like the person didn't plan to, to do this, but it just so happened. Velcro is one of those things. The microwave post-it notes maybe more fitting for his Jets team. LSD. The Jets have discovered something by accident. That Adam Gase is the worst head coach. And by keeping him, simply allowing him to continue doing what he is doing, they will absolutely get the number one pick in the draft in a year where there is a franchise quarterback available and everyone's in agreement on They must not fire him. The only thing at this point that could change the direction of this team is a coaching change. The defense was also horrible yesterday, but at least they showed some signs of life. At least at times, they actually stepped up. The offense steps up and steps off a cliff. Under no circumstances should the Jets fire Adam Gase. Now, this is not going to be as easy as you think. The Jets will be mocked everywhere that they are mentioned. They will be a punchline everywhere that they are mentioned. People all day in the media, this station, newspapers, everywhere, will say, how can you not fire him? How does this guy still have a job? This guy got fired. This guy's still employed. Every show that talks about the NFL will make jokes about the Jets. And for an owner, that embarrassment is very tough to take. You have to take it. Do not change. Stay the course. It is the only thing left to play for this season. Just keep doing what you're doing, because what you're doing is pathetic. In case you're just joining us, we have discussed the Jets. We have broken down their performance from yesterday. I think my main takeaway was, I know this might not be popular, but I think they just ran out of time. I mean, they, were, they just missed. No, obviously that's not my takeaway. My takeaway is the Jets are the worst. They now take a commanding lead in the race for Trevor Lawrence. And I think my main takeaway from yesterday was that while they are pathetic, and they are embarrassing. And it will be very difficult for Christopher Johnson, Woody Johnson, anywhere. Anybody involved with the Jets to weather the storm that is coming in terms of criticism and mockery, they have to weather that storm. That's the only positive thing that they can do. And that Adam Gase should be held onto until the number one pick is guaranteed. Now that might come in week 12, right? If, if, you know, if the Jets are 0-13 and every other team has three wins, well then, then you can get rid of them. And by that point, you absolutely should get rid of them. But not yet. Not at this point. Doesn't serve any purpose. And and the only thing that can really screw up the Jets at this point would be a coaching change. So they should not do that. But we have talked about them. And, you know, so many people are making a big deal after the game that Tua Tungavailoa, who got his uh, first uh, NFL action yesterday, after the game went out back to the field and lay down on the field after the game. The Jets do that during the game. So I don't know why anybody's making a big deal out of tour. But, no, that's not the only thing that happened yesterday. The Giants, on the other hand, not just their usual moral victories on Sunday. They had an actual NFL victory yesterday. So let's give them some congratulations. Now, they do hand the Jets an insurmountable lead in the race for the number one overall pick. I mean, there's no way now the Giants can catch up. They've eliminated themselves, right? The Jets would need to win a game for it to be close again. But the Giants beat Washington 20-19, to 19. and look who we are in this town at this point. We're not anyone to look down on any wins, right? It's a victory. It's an actual NFL victory, so you take it. So congratulations to Joe Judge. As I've mentioned countless times, Joe Judge has been dealt a very, very difficult hand, not just in the team that he overtook, but the circumstances in which he overtook them. But i got to say that even while you don't look down on any wins— it feels like the Giants actually looked better in some of their close losses than they did in their victory yesterday. Now, early on, things you could not have drawn it up much better. Came out, took control right off the bat. You get a field goal on your first drive, right? You get the interception, second drive, touchdown, Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton. And at that point, you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is what you want to see. For all the talk about Washington's front four and Chase Young, and all, they'd given up 30 points at least 30 points in every game over the last month. Now, nobody thinks that the Giants are necessarily good, but you wanted to see some progress. You need to see some progress from the quarterback, from the offense, from the team in general. And you got that early on. Touchdown pass, that doesn't happen every week with Daniel Jones. He had that 50-yard run at one point. That was good. But then the Giants give up a touchdown right before the half, and at this point, that should be sponsored. They should have a sponsor for every time, because it happens every single week in the final, like, two minutes before the half, the Giants give up a score. Go talk to the Geico people. Get the gecko to, you know, all this. boop, there's the gecko. And then the second half, there really wasn't much. Jones, his weekly interception, right? God forbid you go again without turning the ball over at some point, speaking of sponsoring things. And people will say, well, you know, kind of surprised that was upheld. That's well, a little surprising, but I think it probably should have been upheld just on mere principle, right? When you throw the ball away, actually throw it away. And there was not clear evidence that uh, it should be overturned, so at that point it should stand. And I, I just have to be on. I was just expecting more, even from the defense. You get the fumble, you run it back in, right? All right, All of a sudden, pretty clear at that point, Giants are finally going to win a game. And then you allow Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen, to walk right down the field and get a touchdown. Now, thankfully, Riverboat Ron crashed right into an iceberg by going for two. Usually in that situation, I have no problem with going for two. In that situation yesterday, I wouldn't have done it because in the second half, you were controlling the game, it felt like. At least your your offense had chances to do things. So I don't think that I would have gone for two in that spot. And I got to be honest, for an zero five team, Riverboat Ron actually made some some correct calls that turned out right in the first half. Where Joe Judge, you know, punting, uh, getting uh, what was it, twenty yards of field position, punting on like a fourth and two, uh, going for a field goal within the five, you know, inside the five yard line. I mean. Can you be a little aggressive here? I, I, look, I, I just think that the Giants uh, got a little lucky. Uh, but, uh, and at least you got something yesterday. Again, you never want to apologize for wins, especially when you haven't won game in, in, in 300 days, and especially not when the Giants have so much else to apologize over the last five years of horrendous football. You take it, but let's not pretend anything that it, other than what it was, okay? You beat a bad team. You got to win. It wasn't the most impressive win that I've ever seen, but at this point, it was a win. It was a W. And uh, you finally have a victory. Was it maybe counterproductive to the long-term health of the team? I don't know. Last year when the Giants beat Washington in the Chase Young Bowl, I actually was not that far against it because, A, your quarterback played really well that day, and you need your quarterback to play really well if you're ever going to make you know a, 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 a leap or a move to being a respectable team week in and week out. And the other part of it was, and I think I brought this up last week, was there was no guarantee, even with the second pick overall, that the Giants would have ended up taking Chase Young, with uh, Dave Gettleman as the GM and his love for the Hog Mollies. Maybe he would have still taken Andrew Thomas, who week in and week out, it's only six games, but week in and week out, boy, that pick doesn't look good, does it? And now on Sunday, was benched for being late to team meetings, basically, and didn't play uh, in series in the game. So, look, the Giants, you'll take it. It's a win. Good for Joe Judge, who I like and I think deserves a pass pretty much on this year, although some of the things in in individual games you see sometimes, it's tough to judge because it's such a difficult situation. He has such a bad football team. I mean, they're just not a very talented team. Much uh, Much like the Jets, the Giants, here's a team that's picking in the top five the last three years, and you think to yourself, where's the talent on this team? It's not there. And you wonder where the progress is for the quarterback. And again, on Sunday, wasn't there. And that's been pretty consistent. You go back and look last year in his rookie year, which did have real high points, real good games where you thought, okay, this is a sign that this is the right guy, that the Giants maybe got a lot of stuff wrong, but got the quarterback right. So far this year, we're still waiting for those moments. And you look back to last year when he was playing without Saquon Barkley, this is what he looked like. And now he looks like this again this year. So that's another pick that you have to wonder. When you get to the end of this year, now you know now you're not going to have the first pick, so the Trevor Lawrence question will be removed. But when you get to the end of this year, there's a very good chance you'll still be asking that quarterback question. All right, let's get to the phones. I'm not giving the phone number anymore. Gave it already. Let's go to uh, Greg is in East Meadow. Greg, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon. Well, you know,
1: (laughs) I called five minutes into the show because I could have swore you were going down the road of Fire Gates. thank god and we you know in minute nine you got to the real the real story which is you cannot fire no, adam Gates. absolutely not That's i don't feel
0: stronger about get anything get. in the nfl right now That the jets have to keep this guy until they get the first
2: pick
1: oh my god yeah because you know i'm you know i fear the kickstart you get with a new coach as you do obviously but i know you're a miami fan but you recognize as a as an intelligent person that the worst possible move for you is to fire Adam Gates and bring somebody else in. And listen, even if the Giants would you know were have were to go under um, winless now that we know that they can't come on, they have Danny Dimes. They don't need a quarterback. Danny <laughs> Dimes Danny dimes is the cure. He's the franchise quarterback. He's the next coming. So you know what? The Giants got their guy. Let them live with that guy.
0: Well, I will say this. I I will I don't I think it's trending certainly in one direction with Daniel Jones, right? That's that's pretty clear. But I'm willing I'm not saying give up on him, I'm not saying bench him by any stretch of the imagination. You have this time, take the time over the course of this year, and, and who knows? Maybe there will be some growth in the right direction as the season goes along. You know, the, the season flies by very quickly, but there are highs and lows generally, so I'm willing to give Daniel Jones the, the time that he needs this year. W- what else are we doing, right? Uh, now, it might get to the end of the year where that question is still kind of is, is out there. It certainly seems like it, but I'm at least willing to give that a little bit of a chance. The one thing I will say at this point, like, I would if I were the Jets— I would not fire Adam Gase under any set of circumstances. The Giants are free to remove Dave Gettleman at any point. That that, that much is, I mean, the amount of disasters this guy has brought upon the organization. And luckily, he's not really been in the crosshairs as much because Adam Gase has been as bad as the Jets have been such an embarrassment. But, you know, the Jets, they should absolutely keep their head coach. The Giants can move off from the GM at any point here.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know what? I was being a little facetious about Danny Dines because I'll be honest with you. In his short time as the Giants quarterback, he's shown more than Sam Donald has as the Jets quarterback. So, uh, you
0: know what, Greg? You know. I said it last year. Greg, thanks for the call, man. Yeah, I, I, the, He had high moments. Now, he had some low moments, and he had some moments where it, it, it's not really that clear. Uh, and, and I will say this. Every quarterback, pretty much, I, I think you'd really be hard-pressed to find one who was taken early in the draft, first round. They have moments, almost all of them, in individual games. So that's not to say, you know, just because he had four touchdowns and no interceptions in this game or that game, that he's the answer. And people are so quick to think, oh, this guy's definitely the answer because he had a good game. Everybody has good games. Mitch Trubisky in his first year had good games. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, they all had good games in their rookie year. That doesn't mean that they're definitely the answer. So give him the time. We'll see where we are at the end of the year. It's pretty clear the Giants are going to have a very high pick. They might win. I think that they'll probably win at least another game or two this year. I don't think that they're going to surpass the five that they had last year. And yesterday, while it was a win, it certainly was not an impressive win. But at this point, it's a win, so you take it. You don't turn your up uh, turn up your nose at any of them. Sal is in Aberdeen. Sal, go.
2: Hey, Gordon, you are a thousand percent correct. I've been saying the same thing too. You can't. You can't fire this coach. As a matter of fact, give him a raise. Let him keep on doing what he's doing. You know, I mean, you can't do that with him. The only other problem I have is the Jets in the last 50 years have no history of developing a quarterback. What what if this kid says, you know what, I'm not going to the Jets, I'm telling you right now, or I'm going to stay in college another year. I mean, that's the other caveat you got here, that the Jets, they, they just have no history of developing any quarterback. They have They are one of the worst franchises in football over the last 50 years. Uh, front office wise, so why would the kid want to come here?
0: Well, look, Sal, I think that uh, that that is a question, right? Especially uh, and and Sal, thanks for the call. That people at this station have floated, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that they get rid of Adam Gase. That 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 cannot possibly be true. They 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 will have to move off Adam Gase uh, before next season starts or before you know before the off season. I would keep him until I get that number one pick, and then by uh, by all means get rid of him. Uh, in terms of Trevor Lawrence. The Jets have not developed a franchise quarterback over the last 50 years, but that's because generally they have not been selecting, they've not been trying to do that uh, for whatever reason. It seems crazy, but they've not really taken quarterbacks all that off. You know, Chad Pennington they took in the first round. He was a pretty good player until the injuries mounted. Mark Sanchez had some moments and then obviously uh, went sideways. Then you have Darnold. I mean, they have not, and they have certainly not in their history taken anyone like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, by everybody's estimation is a franchise quarterback from the moment he walks up. now it's more about whether or not trevor lawrence wants you than you want trevor lawrence that's the bigger question and, and whether or not he has any options or any um any leverage to to get out of the situation that it certainly seems like he's going to be getting into it doesn't seem like from anybody who who knows him that he would he would take that route uh, i don't know necessarily that i wouldn't take that route i think i probably would if i had that leverage but whether or not the Jets want him, that's that's pretty much a foregone conclusion.
1: Bellinger back in. Martin, the 2-2. Swing and a drive. Deep right field. On its way, Bellinger watches it go. Out of here. Cody Bellinger absolutely crushed it to right. And here in the bottom of the seventh,
0: the Dodgers, four, and the Braves, three. John Shiambi the call, ESPN Radio. The Dodgers advance to the World Series as they take care of the Braves. So Dodgers coming back from being down 3-1 in the series, and it'll be the Dodgers and the uh, Rays starting tomorrow night right here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. As uh, the World Series will begin with game one, Rays getting that extra day of rest, so that's big there. So uh, congratulations to the Dodgers. But this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York, your moment of inspiration for this Monday morning, which God knows you could use some after watching the Jets play. But this is the Gordon Damer Show, and we floated here for a while. Once the Yankee season ended, the NBA season was over, we were going to have to find something to bring people together. That's what I'm about, people. I'm about bringing people together. And we had uh, closed in very quickly, actually, on the idea of discovering together arguing, battling, to find the greatest television show of all time. And the Gordon Damer Show Regal Tumble begins right now. Not the most dramatic entrance there. All right, so there are 66 television shows in the field. And each day we will unveil a new one. Although there will be some sort of uh, mechanism that maybe Brian will have to eliminate two shows in a single day. But each day, much like the Royal Rumble, each day there's a new entrant, you know, every five minutes in the Royal Rumble, that's how the regal tumble is going to work. But let's begin right now with the very first entrant. Let's find out who it is, Brian. Give us a count. Yes! Cheers! Making well, that, that's a show that definitely, the, takes the, under the proper circumstance, and now very tough draw. You're the first, first show. Has words, Has anyone ever won so the Royal Rumble after being the first person in the ring? I have no idea. I've never, I don't think I've ever actually watched a complete Royal Rumble. But cheers! The first entrance into the Royal Rumble. Well, certainly a very good candidate. It was uh, mentioned by a couple of people in terms of the nominations. So cheers! First show... Into the regal tumble. All right, Brian, give us number two. two, two, Oh, South Park. South Park. Oh, I mean, look, South Park. It might sound strange, but it's been on for 23 seasons. And has had over 300 episodes. You could watch an episode every single day in the span it took the Giants to win a game. And you would still have a couple of episodes left over. So that's the second entrance into our uh, Regal Tumble is South Park. Okay. Uh, Next up, Brian, your third selection for today. (laughs) would have ever saw it coming. When when they break down, you know, the Alan Sepinwalls of the world, break down the greatest television shows of all time. I don't know how much time the great Alan Sepinwall is giving to Monday Night Raw. But think about all the time in your life you have spent watching Monday Night Raw. It's probably more than some of us would like to admit. All right, so our third entrance into the Royal, or excuse me, into the Regal Tumble, not the Royal Rumble, that would be a copyright infringement. The Regal Tumble is Monday Night Raw. Does JR have anything to say about that, Brian? Ah! We cannot do this! Oh, no, we could do it. People, the people suggested it, and that was actually part of the ESP 98.7 secret Illuminati that what suggested the that. hell! Yeah, that suggested Monday Night Raw. All right, our final entrance for today, the first of the 466 to go, is. Ah! Yeah, The Office. In terms of rewatch, if this was the rewatchability of a TV show with the availability of Netflix, I, my wife falls asleep to The Office every single day. Which I don't know if that's necessarily the—that's the, not something to put on the movie poster. Hey, come watch the show. You'll fall asleep to it when you go to bed every single night. But there you go. Those are. Mama mia! All right, Jr. Thank you for chiming in on that. Um, those are the first four into. The Gordon Damer Show Regal Tumble. There you go. Um, it is up. It is on Twitter. It is at Gordon Damer. You can certainly vote on it there. Again, it's not about who wins. It's about who. This is almost like the Amazing Race. You just don't want to come in last. If you come in last, you're out. There's no second chances. There's none of this. You know, he didn't get thrown over the top rope, but he falls on the. No, this is very clear cut. So you can vote on the Gordon Damer Show. Regal tumble. Brian will be uh, retweeting it from the uh, the station account, which has far more followers than I do. Oh, my goodness. The reaction has been immediate, and it has been powerful. Unlike the uh, Jets' offense. Or, for that matter, the Jets' defense. Or really anything to do with the New York Jets. But don't worry. Don't worry, people. I know you probably watched the Jets yesterday, and you were uh, dismayed. You were despondent. You were thinking to yourself, I've been watching this team for however long I have, and and this is where they are right now. They're going to miss the playoffs for the 10th consecutive year, and yet somehow they are as far away from the playoffs as they have ever been. Even in the 1-15 in year, I can tell you people and go back and ask people that were focused on the team back then, that team when they were 1 and 15, people knew that that team had some talent. Now, I don't know that many people when they were 1 and 15 saw them jumping up to 9 and 7 the following year, but people knew that that 1 and 15 team was not as bad as 1 and 15. This team seems pretty clear cut. They're going 0 and 16. And it's it's as bad as it's ever been. So the, if you watched it yesterday, you were dismayed, you were despondent, all those type of things. And uh, my point on the Jets coming into today's show, it, it's, it's, it's never been more crystal clear. They cannot, absolutely under no set of circumstances, fire Adam Gase. Until, until they get to the number 1 overall pick. Once they have secured that, and at this point it would seem like it's an insurmountable lead, right? Because they're the only team that has not won a game, and it doesn't seem like the Jets are ever going to win a game this year. Not while the current circumstances are taking place. So that's why they have to, they must, absolutely must keep Adam Gase. Until, and it won't be easy. It sounds like it's easy. Just keep doing what you're doing. But I'm telling you, the amount of ridicule, which has already been off the charts, but the amount of ridicule that will continue and be heap every show, every football show, every sports show that talks about football, will somehow figure out a way to circle it to the Jets and to make a joke. I'm telling you. And rightfully so. That's how bad they've been. That's how bad they continue to be. But, of course, today is the start of the Gordon Damer show, Regal Tumble. That's what I'm talking about. The immediate reaction has been. And the first four, the first four entrants into the ring to find out the greatest television show of all time. We unveiled them. The vote is up on Twitter. And I'll tell you right now. This is, what do you call it, a slobber knocker? I think that that's that's the official term, slobber That is the
1: term, a slobber knocker. Slobber
0: knocker. This is a slobber knocker. So far, none of the four has more than 28% of the vote. That's how close this is going. You determined the field, and you will determine the winner, the listener. That's what I'm I'm about, handing over power to the people, as well as bringing people together. But the first four entrants are Cheers, South Park, Monday Night Raw and The Office, and I will say this right now, The Office, which is such beloved with the, the younger people, I think it's kind of overrated myself, is in a little bit of trouble. It's in a little it's early, it's very, very early in the vote, but it, The Office is in a little bit of trouble, and this could be, I don't know how it goes in the Royal Rumble, is, is it often that one of the big names gets put in the, in the field early on and they get booted right away? Because that certainly seems like that could be possible.
1: Well, that's a, sometimes a shocker, then that, that would be a slobber knocker. Yeah,
0: this would be, this. I think this is a slobber knocker.
1: Yeah, I if he gets it's, like uh, it's a early entrant and he gets eliminated. Right, right mm. away.
0: Yeah, that could be. That's possible. not good.
1: Unless he's like a jobber, then he uh-huh. did, But these are no jobbers. A over jabroni, here. As, a jabroni. As,
0: as, as the Rock would say. A I jabroni. know what some of the. I, I remember some of the wrestling terms from back in the day. But, but I don't many. think
1: out of these fours, there's a jabroni in this one. So
0: okay, well, look, these are four very uh, big, big shows. Uh, I think that any of them, given our demographic, could very well win. I don't know. I'd like to find out, and I think we will find out. We'll find now the poll runs. Just to be clear, you're voting for the show you think deserves to win, not the show you think deserves to get kicked out. The show that you think deserves to win, and then based on the voting, the lowest vote total will be kicked out. But that's not for you to determine. You're just determining the best of the four shows, and you can do that on Twitter at Gordon Damer. Okay. Is there anything else I have to mention about the regal tumble? I don't think so. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. I mentioned that, right? All right. So the Jets point we made, cannot fire Adam Gase. The, gi- the giant point is, I actually think that they were more impressive in their close losses than they were yesterday in their win. And uh, they should be—right th- now, Joe Judge should be sending a, 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 an edible arrangement to uh, Riverboat Ron. For going for two there at the end and uh, blowing it. All right, let's get a couple more calls in. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. One 3776 Oh, I mean the amount of people, the amount of new followers I have gotten since we uh, started the um, the regal tumble. I can tell you right now, I don't know if it's the official one, but someone by the title of Jesus Christ started following me on Twitter. Now I, I don't know if it's the actual one. I don't see a blue checkmark, but. And they have not put up a profile picture, but maybe Jesus wouldn't put up a profile picture, right? He doesn't want to give it away. It's like his secret identity. He's walking among us. All right, let's get back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. Neil is in the Bronx. Neil, what's going on, my friend? Good morning, Gordon. Oh, I just want to ask you
1: how hard it is or how difficult would it be for an NFL team like the Jets to go winless this season? I know what happened to the Browns. But yep. how difficult it is for an NFL team to go winless, to not win a game at all.
0: Well, in terms of the actual games, it will be easy. All they have to do, this is it, just keep doing what they're doing. If they keep the coach and the player, if everything remains the same in terms of the actual team, and look, they started selling off pieces. What uh, was it, McClendon? They traded to the Buccaneers yesterday, so maybe they're going to start selling off pieces. That will make it even easier. But as long as they keep the coach in play, I, to me, that's the key. Because the last thing the Jets need right now is to fire Adam Gase for some reason, because he's terrible. Now, he deserves to be fired, but that's not really the goal. There's nothing you can do to save the coach. The one area where it gets a little scary is if they were to remove him and uh, to put in you know, uh, somebody else, anybody else would be more likely to get the team to rally so if it's, if it's Greg Williams, my fear is looking at the defense kind of maybe responding yesterday that if he were to get in there, he could, he, could, he could screw up the whole procedure. So I would just say it's very easy for the Jets to go winless. All they have to do is just keep doing what they're doing.
2: They couldn't get into field goal range yesterday against Miami. That's I mean, that's pretty bad. Look, they
0: outside of Miami, who is now no longer a a a, a, a below five hundred team. They only have one game the rest of this year against the team. Oh no, I guess they played the Patriots. They're they under five hundred now. Look, there's no the Jets are so bad. You know, like the old thought experiment about you know if a pro team face the best college team. I'm sure if that were to happen, if the Jets were to play, say Alabama. The jet players would be motivated, look, we can't allow this to happen, but if somehow you could remove that if the if the jet players just thought that this was another NFL team and it was just another week on a, on a regular NFL Sunday, given the effort that they have given over the first six weeks of the season, I think it's very possible that they I'm not saying that they would lose every time, but I'm certainly saying that they would not beat the the college team every time either. That's how bad they are they are they are pathetic again. They had a third and four yesterday and had a play where the quarterback lost 28 yards on one play. 28 yards? You know how much 28 yards is? That's like 11 Frank Gore runs. That's a lot of yards. Spike is in Jersey. Spike, go, my friend.
2: Good morning, my friend. The Jets' performance yesterday rivals the Hindenburg tragedy. I mean, uh, that you can't even watch it. How do you lose 28 yards? He looked like he was running to catch the last train before midnight. The backwards happened. Spike, so
0: I- I'll be honest with you. I know Jet fans are tortured and everything else. As a Dolphin fan, I sat on my couch yesterday. My wife I sit down in the basement by myself generally. My wife yes. thought I had lost my mind. I was laughing so uncontrollably. See. I sounded well, like there. a mental patient.
2: Your team your team looked okay. Now you cannot judge it against the Jets, but you no, got to win. Absolutely.
0: not. you no. got to win. You gotta win, you, gotta win.
2: you know, take the win. Really absolutely. You take that. anyone That's you mean? can. Even even the yeah. Giants will take a win. The outcry. Well, the Giants at least. Listen, this kid gets it under control on his own. bad mistakes. First of all, I thought the guy was out of bounds when he came down with it. So that's. His uh,
0: I think so too. But uh, you know, the the rule is if he, if you if you don't have any real evidence to overturn, if it's not crystal clear evidence to overturn it, you stick with the original call. The original call was an interception, and you know what? He deserved to have that one intercepted just on, on the mere principle that he made it I mean, close. Yeah, throw it! it, it throw yeah, it! The hell! It Thirty rows, rows up into the cardboard yeah, yeah, cutouts. Yeah, hit,
2: yeah. The so-called. Thing. Bender, an invisible bender. anyway i thought your team looked good, i'll tell you i was very very impressed with, very impressed with tampa Bay. oh my god
0: yeah that was incredible yeah. uh, and you know what i i, I said uh, earlier that uh, the only the only game that i and i don't i don't talk about betting very much uh, spike thanks for the call because we're running out of right. time um that that, that, that uh, you know betting uh, why would you take advice from somebody on the radio like you you know you, you and thank god thank god in new jersey there is betting Could you imagine watching a Jets or Giants game without having FanDuel to keep you company? Dear God, how bored would you be on Sundays? So I usually – I don't mention it that often, and I did get the Jet game wrong. I thought the Jets would be competitive. But the uh, Buccaneer game, you know, quick into that one, you you see Tampa Bay, you're like, ah, I'm like, ah, jeez, I got that one. And then all of a sudden, boom, interception, pick six, only the third time ever that uh, Rodgers has thrown a pick six. Only the third time ever that he threw a pick six. Then another interception on the next drive. So, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay turned things around very, very quickly. Tons of great games. Tons of great action to talk about. But we did not get a chance to talk about it at all today because we focused on the Jets and the Giants. Tomorrow, we will have our poop rankings tomorrow. How far will the Jets be able to... (laughs) How far will the Jets be able to separate themselves from everybody else in the poop rankings? We will move that to tomorrow. Please, please. Vote on the poll question, The Gordon Damer Show Regal Tumble. It is up on Twitter, The Battle to Find the Greatest Television Show of All Time. We will have the results tomorrow, a new entrant tomorrow. We will keep this rolling, people. 66 entrants. Today is just the first four. But we will see you tomorrow at 5, right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.
2: This is The
0: Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.